At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.98 Radiator. It is The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Prox, and with me tonight, very special guest, Abby BK. Hello. Hello. Hello, Tom. How's it going? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. We're just saying it's it's weird having you on this side of the microphone. You usually, usually do the production stuff. Yeah, it's super weird to be sitting here. I feel like I've been in like every other seat in this like vicinity. But um, yeah, happy to be here. Happy to be sitting in this seat. Uh, I always find it fun with the names up in lights behind you. At some point, I'm going to get Bob to put my name up in lights as well. But Yeah, you must... totally should. <laughs> it must be kind of weird to have that scrolling off behind you. Um, well, as you know, uh, we always like kicking off with a song. So what have you got for us? This is a song that I haven't released yet, but I hopefully plan to at some point. And it's called Lonely. I never needed anybody I learned to grow on my own But when a hand touches a hand Or a soul touches a soul Oh, I, I feel so the point in being lonely when my mind is young and free what's the point in being lonely is there something wrong with me oh dreaming of a world where nobody would be oh lonely Oh, I, I know I'm not alone. 
Abby B. Keith there with a big Happy World exclusive with Lonely. Um, so, as you said, it's not been released, that one, but I did see that you, you have got a couple of releases. Um, so is this the an intention that another album or an EP is along the way? Yes, I'm hoping to release an album. I've written so much stuff. I... I always talk to my friend Olive about this, that I do all of my writing. It seems I get so inspired when I'm at college and I've written so much new stuff since I've been at Champlain and I just want to like record it. And I haven't had time to do that because I'm a student, but I really want to. And an album is my main goal. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, very accomplished. If you do manage to get another album out either this year or the next year, it's uh it's rare to see multiple albums out in a year, so that would be, be quite an achievement. Um, what, do you, what would you credit your burst of inspiration from? Is it the people you're around? Is it the fact that it's COVID? Is it, is it something else? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've been writing songs since I was really young, so I think it's kind of always been my way to kind of cope. It's been my outlet. But I definitely would say that during COVID and quarantine, it was really a great time for me to sit down and record because so senior year of high school I was working in the studios at a small college where my mom works and I was working with uh, students from that college who were audio producers um, in that major and because of COVID that got shut down which was a total letdown so during quarantine my birthday was rolled over into the whole quarantine thing on May 4th and my mom got me uh, like an at-home recording studio set up so I've been figuring out how to record my own music which has been a bit of a whirlwind but it's super fun and although I'm still kind of learning everything I've really enjoyed it. Oh, that's amazing and so because you have that ability to just put down tracks whenever is that kind of spurred your inspiration you can kind of try new things or are you kind of really just getting to grips at the moment with the, the how the whole thing works I think it's kind of a mix of both I feel like I'm kind of guilty of getting super excited about when I like complete something and then wanting to share it but um I'd say that I kind of experiment around with different sounds just because I'm still kind of figuring out I have like a a little like MIDI keyboard that has a ton of sounds on it and I'm still experimenting and figuring out what all of them are. But um, I usually, I mean, I write on acoustic, so if nothing else, I just like to record my voice and my guitar. Is there any particular scenario or setting where you feel that that, that creative spirit kind of comes in or are you kind of an as and when person and, and writing notes on your phone while you're shopping in the supermarket? It's kind of, like, I never, like, plan it out. Like, it's very spontaneous for me. I'll sometimes just be, like, out on a walk with my mom or something. And then I go, like, oh, you know, I have, like, this lyric and this tune in my head. And I'll usually, like you said, write it down in my notes. And what I like to do is record a little bit of it just so that I know the tune. Because I actually, I can't write formal music, like, music theory stuff. So it's really important for me to record it um, just so I can remember it, which is, you know, kind of essential. <laughs> Yeah, I, we definitely, I mean, you've probably heard this from, from being around the studios, but there's definitely a duality with artists. Some are very, very particular about what they put down and they will, they will spend days, weeks, months agonizing over one track and, and going back and forth. But it sounds like you're kind of the other way where you, you've got it, you put it down and then you show it off. What, mm -hmm. what are the advantages to, to kind of your methodology? One thing that I explain too is when people ask me about my songwriting process is no matter what, no matter how long it takes, which can range, I always finish a song in a sitting. 
Like if I, I can't just leave something unfinished. If I do, I'll never go back and complete it. So whether that sitting is like all day long or like an hour, it depends, but I will get it done. I think that's just like my determined energy or something. Um, it's kind of funny, honestly. Yeah, for sure. And um, in terms of being at Champlain, great great place especially you've got a ton of recording equipment you're, you're surrounded by some real experts when it comes to music production and some great uh, bands have come out as there as well so in terms of collaboration and and being able to bounce ideas off uh, how have you found that this year and um, are you looking to to pair up or, or get into a band in future years or is this solo thing this thing you want to pursue at the moment I think for me, I would say more of a solo act just because I'm like really particular about what I do and like what I write. But I have met a lot of people that have really similar interests and people who are either like working in the studio or have access to the studio. And it's been really great to meet those people and make connections that way because, you know, it's just free inspiration and new friends, which are two things that I'm totally down for. But in terms of like bands and stuff, I'd be open to maybe like joining something. But I think when it comes to like what I write, it's just so personal that I like to keep it kind of a solo act thing. And so you said you've been writing since a very young age, just out of curiosity. How, how young is young? I think it's kind of hard to explain. Um, I feel like it was ever since I could like write, honestly, because I used to, I didn't know how to play guitar and I'm self-taught on guitar. And when I was younger, what I would do is I would have like journals where I would, you know, have the, the kid diary entries, but then I would also write songs. And like I said, I didn't know how to write music and I didn't know how to play an instrument. So I would have the tunes in my head and I could sing them and I would perform them and sometimes, you know, maybe like keep a beat or something. But besides that, like I didn't really know how to like advance it. Um, I was not only young, but just, you know, I didn't really know what to do with it. So I'd say I've been writing it for writing songs for a very long time, but I think it was probably around like middle school, early high school that it really came into fruition with the guitar because I worked at it. So yeah, I think that's kind of the sum up of that. And um, well, you, you said in your bio that then you decided to take it to the next level. So so kind of what was the impetus behind that? What, what was the inspiration and what do you mean by taking it to the next level? What I meant by that was kind of, it was kind of like terrifying for me to release my music because throughout the years I would sometimes post like a song or two and, you know, have people listen to it on like Instagram or something. But like my EP and my album are both out on like pretty much all of the platforms, Spotify, Apple Music and all that jazz. And it was just like terrifying to me. So I think that that's kind of like the next level is, you know, realizing that like I do take this seriously and I, I want people to hear it. And, um, I'm happy that it's out there and I want to continue to put it out there. And, um, and so it, it sounds like, um, you know, you really started stepping up in like high school and getting those kind of things out there. Um, but then when you came to college, I'm, I'm assuming that's when COVID hit, bars shut down, no live music, kind of we were put on hold when it comes to actually, you know, seeing, seeing folks in public performing. Uh, what are your thoughts in terms of kind of getting out there now we're opening up? Have you, have you got any plans to, to take this live? I totally would. I don't know where I'd start. I, um, I was really fortunate to have Big Heavy World and intern here as well and DJ here because this place has like 
opened me up to the music scene here and especially during covid like to be able to see rocket shop shows and listen to other artists has been so great and i remember like walking in here and being like oh i want to do that <laughs> so um yeah i think it was kind of difficult with quarantine in terms of finally coming to this realization like oh yeah yeah this is what i want to do and then like not really being able to do anything about it mm-hmm. but champlain was also really awesome because they had open mic nights so i would sometimes do that which was great experience and yeah i gotta got ask what's what's that first experience like that because you've been writing for a long long time right you've already got albums out so they're out in the public, but putting out an album and having people, folks listen to it, you know, be it in their headphones or even if they're sitting with you and playing it over the speakers, it's very different to, to getting on stage and you've got all the, all the eyes on you and you've got your guitar in front of you. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about our first, first experience kind of yeah. getting on stage. Um, so I've, like, performed before. I was a choir kid and a theater kid in high school, but um, I hadn't performed one of my original songs live until I did one of the open mic nights at Champlain and it was so terrifying like I was so nervous I always get nervous but um yeah I just it was so rewarding though like I always feel like it's so rewarding to just put yourself out there even if you're nervous and I was really happy that I did it and you know it's totally different playing live than being able to record on my own and fix whatever's messed up you know but I enjoy both, and I'm working on the whole live part. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I guess that immediate feedback really comes into it as well. And 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 I'm sure you, you probably learned a ton from it. It'll be it'll be great to see you back up on stage. Now we've got the uh, everything's back open again. Um, well, I'd love to hear another song. So what have you got for us? This one is a bit of a fan favorite. I know a couple of my friends are probably listening in. It's called Limbo. The bar is so low, I assume it's in hell So when you end up there, it will serve you well Cause I know how this conversation goes You just want me to take off all my clothes But I won't, cause I know the bar is way too low The bar is so low, but my bar is so high There's no game of limbo, you're disqualified I'm not bending over if you're never worth my time or playing any games unless the rules you play are mine there's no limbo the bar is way too low the bar is so low that it's in the earth's core don't even talk to me if you're unsure cause i'll never respond if texts are dry hey what's up i'm just chilling k-boy bye cause you you so and the bar is way too low the bar is so low but my bar is so high there's no game in limbo you're disqualified i'm not bending over backwards if you're never worth my time or playing any games unless the rules you play are mine there's no limbo the bar is way too low i know i don't need you no need to tease you i won't lead you I know my worth and what I deserve Get in line before I'm gone There's no need to appease you No need to confront you I know I don't need you So at least make me want you The bar is so low But my bar is so high There's no game of limbo You're disqualified I'm not bending over backwards If you're never worth my time Or playing
playing any games unless the rules you play are mine. There's no limbo. The bar is way too low. The bar is so low, but my bar is so high. You can't change my standards. You can't change my mind. Cause I know I'm the one who's in control. And I don't set any bars that are too low. Limbo there by ABBK. I do feel there must be a story behind that song. <laughs> yeah, a bit. Um, yeah, I'll elaborate. So I feel like it's there's kind of like a TikTok trend anyways of like the lingo of like joking about how the standards are so low nowadays in terms of dating. And so I just kept seeing these funny comments on TikTok. And, it, you know, funnily enough, a lot of the funny stuff I see on TikTok is really inspiring to my writing process. But... Um, I just kind of got, you know, I kept hearing stories from my friends too about like horrible dating experiences. And I was like, this is just making me angry because I was like, my friends deserve the world. And I was like, no, like, I totally agree with these TikTok comments. So I was like, the bar is too low. So we're raising the bar. <laughs> See, so definitely an empowerment song there. Yeah, totally. I like that. Um, so something you, you were mentioning earlier. Um, so you, your songs are written on a cue stick. So I was taking a little listen to... Uh, your your latest album Backbone um, on Spotify earlier on and top track on there uh, definitely an edge to it you've you've got some electric guitar it comes in it sounds rocky it's almost a little bit punk so yeah take me take me through how how the your, your music here has been adapted and and what was kind of the decision making behind that yeah it's kind of hard to explain because I feel like you know when I describe my genre I kind of say I'm like folkish pop because I just write on acoustic, but um, in terms of like that particular song, Backbone, that you're speaking of, it did kind of take a rock turn. I just heard it that way because it was kind of badass, and like that's just how I heard it because um, it was a really empowering song. And so I guess whenever I write something, I can kind of just hear a certain instrumentation in my head, and I kind of think I always did, even as a kid, too, and then I didn't have any way to like figure that out. So what's really interesting now is just messing around with all of the different sounds that are out there, which is just so like, it's so nice that that's available to artists to now use because I feel like you don't really know what you hear until you experiment. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of all over the place. Like I like to experiment with different sounds, but overall I'd say the base of what I do is pretty much the same. Got it. Um, and so was that all produced by yourself? Do you, you know, do the electric guitar? Yeah. I know some backup singing on there as well. It's all from my bedroom, all me. I can't play anything else besides acoustic, but I do all of the instrumentation on like, you know, on either GarageBand or like digital. Yeah. Wow. So uh, you say you, you don't finish a project, or don't start a project unless you can finish it. Does yeah. that, that involve all of this as well? Or can you at least put this song down? after you've written a song and then maybe pick it up again and, and record it? So what I usually do is I'll write something in a sitting. I don't write and record in one sitting because that would take me forever. Mm. But I do, when I do sit down to record, I typically do record in one sitting too, um, which is really funny because like my mom will say to me, like I'll, I record in my bedroom and I'll like come out after like seven hours of just sitting in my room with my voice completely shot just from doing all of the backups and all of the main vocals. And I was like, do you want to hear it? And she's like, oh, well, I haven't seen you all day, but like, sure. So. <laughs> I'm sure she must have heard it from the bedroom window, so, uh, bedroom door oh, several times. she definitely was hearing everything. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a friend who, who came on who, uh, 
who's a hip-hop artist and she's very much a perfectionist and her roommates I think were driven to distraction during COVID because she was the sort of person who would sing the same song for for three months until she got it right Mm -hmm. they were ready to ready to 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 evict her by the end of it but um yeah I I can imagine if you got that kind of dedication though you kind of just get into the zone and and everything else kind of just you know everything else is white noise and you just kind of focus on that one thing yeah I'm very focused for like no good reason but I think it's good because it's very productive so I'm not complaining about it yeah, no, I think it's a fantastic thing to have. Personally, very distracted all the time, but um, it's it it's a, it's a great attribute to have, especially when you really really want to see that end product. Um, so, you uh, you came out with an EP in my mind, uh, followed by the album Backbone. Um, one question I love asking bands and, and artists is um, that first that first recording is always kind of like a it's almost like your baby. It's it's something you agonize over. It's it's completely new to you. You make mistakes. You do some great things. You um, you take it in turns and twists you didn't didn't realize. And then that second time you go down to record, you've got all that that knowledge you took from the first. So what what changed between that first EP and that that album? What did you learn in that process? I learned so much. Like I said, I had originally gone into taking this step to produce my music in a studio with people that knew what they were doing. And it was completely crazy for me to then just, you know, make something out of my bedroom setup, basically. So my first release, I kind of just went about it like, no, like I wanted to do this and I'm going to do it even if it isn't top quality and, you know, studio quality. And I'm really glad that I went through with it. I do listen back to my first EP and I'm like, oh, like <laughs> that's not, you know, good recording quality. Like it could be so much better. But I think that also comes with recording in your bedroom. Like you can't make it sound amazing. So I kind of just tell myself that like you can't be too hard on yourself. Like put it out there if you like it. And I think that that's what artists deserve credit for is just it takes a lot of self-confidence to even put it out there so I think that's something I also learned from my first release with my second was I like this and it's not perfect but I'm going to put it out there because I'm proud of it and if people don't want to listen to it then they don't have to for sure I think you, you learn so much as well from putting it out there and again it's that feedback and then more than that it's it's not kind of stuck in the corner of a hard drive somewhere that you're never going right. to listen to it again it's it's going to be there and it's going to be accessible and even even if and I'm sure as with every artist you hear all the the things that went wrong and you'll always notice them no one else does right yeah I'm sure of that yeah probably um and but it really helps that self improvement because you know the next time you, you're going to make sure that that piece of it is correct and then it just makes your uh, recordings get better and better so it's really exciting to hear you, you're going to be recording another another album. So so the process at this moment in time is you've kind of gathered all these songs together, but you're, you're waiting for that right moment when you may be back at Champlain, you've got a bit more time, you've got access to the studios that you're going to get it recorded? Yeah, I'm thinking about since I'm here in the summer, maybe just, you know, taking advantage of the opportunities and some of the connections that I've made to maybe try to record it more professionally and at least maybe try to get it like mixed and mastered better than I can do myself. But... I'm like, like I said, I'm very like, I sit down and do it. So I really want to produce my next album this summer. Like that is the goal. 
So I think it just depends on like what opportunities present themselves to me or which ones I want to take advantage of. And if it ends up being me in my bedroom again, I'm not complaining about that. I will do it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, and so definitely uh, hearing themes from your music, like self-empowerment, uh, obviously backbones about like kind of core strength. Mm -hmm. um, is the, the new album you got coming up, is that along similar themes or are you taking this different directions or is it really kind of other muse that kind of snatched at you recently? I always say, sometimes I write songs and I don't even know what they're about until I like sit down and I'm like, oh my gosh. And like a day later, I'm like, that's what I was thinking or feeling at that time. So I think with the whole Backbone album, I guess that was like a lot of the songs that were written were during quarantine and it was just such a bad time. And I was like, I needed to like empower myself. But I think this next album is going to be more, it's not going to be as badass I would say I feel like there were kind of some of those vibes with my last release and I think it's going to be more calm and like more acoustic based and more raw and authentic to like what I just write when I'm writing but then again we never know because I might mess around with sounds on my MIDI keyboard and decide something completely different so that's what I'm thinking now so you don't ever set out with a particular theme it's just kind of like the the feeling and the place you're in at that moment yeah I think the compilation of songs I've written so far kind of are similar in a lot of ways. They're slower and they're more love song based and less, I don't know, like personal experience or like empowerment or something. So I think it would be nice. It's going to be a change, which is good because nobody wants to hear the same thing over and over again. And yeah, I'm just really excited to start recording them. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so in terms of, of getting it out there, I did see you got an Instagram. It's great that you're on all the all the different platforms. Uh, you kind of mentioned TikTok before. A huge way people get get noticed these days is is recording on TikTok. Have you have you put your songs out there on there or is is that kind of a step too far at this moment in time? <laughs> I've posted a few videos of me playing on TikTok. Um, they haven't gone viral whatsoever. They get like 30 <laughs> views. Um, but one thing that I did do, which is kind of interesting, which is totally cool that is now like available through like DistroKid and like the other platforms you can release your music on, is you can have your songs be used on those apps as like, you know, background music or something. So that's available on TikTok. So if anyone wants to use my sounds, go ahead. But um, I was thinking about maybe like trying to continue to post videos of me singing on TikTok because you never know. But I don't know. I think it just it, whatever I feel at the time is kind of mm -hmm. what I end up doing. And I just TikTok is just, you know, you get stuck on TikTok and I don't know if I want to be one of those people that's on TikTok, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. You'll end up getting pressure to, to release an album uh, yeah, or a right. song every three days yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, it's uh, definitely put undue pressure on you. I think just getting the albums out is probably the, the better aim for the moment. Um, well, we've got time for about one more song. So, yeah, I'd love to hear what you got to play us out with. All right. <clears throat> this is Back to Myself. I feel like crying for no reason Maybe it's just that type of season Every time I'm on a high I find a way to fall But every time I'm on the ground I find a way to crawl Back to my Said 
IBBK playing us out there. Thank you so much for coming in tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Not at all. And let us know when the next album's out. And you know, we'll get you back on again. Of course. Um, well, you can catch us next time. Uh, we got Sean Hood coming in from Eastern Mountain Time. I actually met him this morning for coffee. Uh, so it'll be great to have a good conversation with him. Uh, but that's all we've got time for tonight. This has been WOMMLP, The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proctor. And good night. <laughs>